0: You're listening to RNIB Connect Radio. It's Gillian Stewart here with you. And uh, it's time to talk food again. Uh, We're talking lovefood.com. And these are some of the foods that, um, well, apparently, according to Mm. Love Food, are not on our tables as much these days and things that should be brought back.
1: Exactly. Foods that we should eat, but we don't. Foods that are often overlooked, maligned or simply forgotten. They've listed some foods that they think need to be brought back to our dinner table. And I could understand some of them on initial look some of these, it is just a mental thing, just a psychological, oh, I could not eat that. But then when you actually think about, you know, different varieties of what you can do to make it a little bit more interesting or flavoursome and the health benefits of eating some of these, I might be converted to a few. The first on this list from lovefood.com is liver. Now, offal has seen a resurgence in popularity in recent years as people look to cut food bills. However, it still isn't used to its full potential which is a shame. Liver is a tasty addition to stews and it's good in pies as well. You need to remember to cook liver all the way through and don't eat it or its associated products such as pate more than once a week because the NHS says it's a great source of vitamin A but too much vitamin A can build up in the body and cause problems. The flavour of a large portion of liver can also get a bit overpowering so serve it sparingly and with plenty of of gravy and a serving suggestion from lovefood.com are strips of liver quickly fried then finished in caramelized onion gravy served with a baked potato do you like liver no i have to say that i really don't like the smell or the look of it but thin strips with plenty of gravy and other you know flavors contributing towards it i can i think i might actually try that
0: well, do you know something, I mean, I don't mind liver at all, I really mm. like it, but my problem with liver is, if I was to have liver, mm. um, a whole piece of liver, I would actually get quite bored with it, because it is quite a strong it flavour, yeah. It's it can be quite overpowering, and you can get very bored with it very quickly. Mm-hmm. But but um, little bits of liver, like in stews, yeah, or yeah. I love uh, chicken livers.
1: I think I think yeah, complemented in a stew dish with many other flavors and ingredients around it. I would definitely be the only time that I've seen liver presented and served has been as if it was cooked like a steak just a whole liver just bang fried there you go and that has turned me right vari- off it so uh, yeah I think if it was done cooked really well I would like it
0: See I'm not put off by the look of food yeah. I, you know uh, obviously hmm. no, but-, um, but even when I could see um, or, or what yeah. Yeah. you know I'm not put off by the fact that it's a piece of liver mm. um, I actually I do like liver but I love you know little chicken livers if yeah. you have them through a salad wow. or chicken liver pate yeah. you know any pate really made from liver is just absolutely gorgeous. So and, it, and it
1: is good for you and it is cheap. So there's lots of benefits.
0: Yeah, I've made my own homemade mm. chicken liver pate. And uh, yeah, it can be quite kind of, you know, at first when you put your hands on the livers, you know, you've got all these teeny little livers and you're thinking, mm. oh, it feels gross. Yeah. Um, But, you know, the taste is worth
1: it in the end. How about this one, Jill? Kidneys. Like liver, they're partner in crime. Kidneys are not hugely popular. Perhaps many people find the idea of them particularly off-putting. And there is no denying that they have a rather strong flavour and scent, which quickly divides the love and hate camps. But there are delicious extra ingredients in traditional British stews, if you chop them quite finely, and they are the key ingredient in the unfashionable but amazing steak and kidney pudding. If you've never had one of those before, you are certainly missing out. A serving suggestion from lovefood.com is that it is best in steak and kidney pudding or pie with plenty of gravy. And I've seen that on many a pub menu and been very, very tempted, but it is that psychological thing of eating awful that I just can't bring myself to eat. An Do you internal... like haggis? I love haggis. But don't, <laughs> don't don't tell me what's in it. Okay, that's why I love it. No, you see, I think again, haggis. It's it's mixed with other flavours and textures. It's not just by itself. And I think that the only way that I'd be able to enjoy kidney is in a stew or a pie or a pudding with lots of gravy.
0: You've got to be, You've got to know how to cook kidney. I mean, yeah. I know a lot of people think, you know, oh, the kidneys, they're filtering out everything, you know, urines going through, blah, mm-hmm, blah. Mm-hmm. Um, but actually, I quite like the taste of a kidney. Believe it or not, I've had barbecued kidney wow. before, which was really, really tasty. It was really beautiful. Um, it's not something I would go out and, and necessarily buy, though I wouldn't have it as... A meal, mm. um, and I certainly wouldn't have it if I was having a barbecue. I wouldn't sort of subject it on my friends, but I did try it at barbecue once, and it was really lovely. Um, I've made steak and kidney pie before I have. Mm. Mm. Uh, the first time I ever cooked. Kidney in a steak and kidney pie, I got it really wrong and it ended up like, you know, kidney bullets. Oh, I mean, they're just so <laughs> hard yeah. and disgusting. So you've got to know how to cook it properly. But once you've mastered that, it is actually a lovely, um, well, it's not really a piece of meat, is it? no, it's a no. piece of awful. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. But I'm, I'm, I'm going to try it now. You know, I'm realizing that these are good, important aspects to your diet. So I'm going to try a, a steak and kidney pie but I'm not sure about this one. Seaweed. Dulse, another name for seaweed, and kelp also. They grow widely in UK waters, and purple lava seaweed has been used for centuries to make the traditional Welsh dish of lava bread. But despite its abundance, the rest of the UK has never been that keen on seaweed. It goes well with seafood, and it brings the taste of the sea back to the plate. But the Japanese also make some types into flattened crispy snacks, sometimes spiced with hot wasabi, sometimes dipped in tempura batter, then deep fried. You want to check your local oriental supermarket for some seaweed. A serving suggestion is, of course, you need to wash it thoroughly, then steam it before blending it and using it as a seasoning in seafood chowder. You can leave some small pieces intact to add as well. I have tried sushi with seaweed around the outside. I have tried seaweed crackers both times. I really didn't like it. So I think I'll pass on that. (laughs)
0: I think if you're having sushi, you've really got to have it with the wasabi and the soy sauce Mm. to to kind of mask the flavour a little bit if you don't like the strong taste.
1: Because it is a very strong flavour. It reminded me of just drinking seawater basically. Yeah, I love it. It's just a bit overpowering. But again, I think if it was complemented in addition with many other flavours and ingredients, I would enjoy it more rather than just seaweed by itself
0: have you ever seen seaweed on the menu of a a chinese takeaway no well yeah they 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 have a dish called seaweed but Mm -hmm. it's not actually seaweed all it is is kind of shredded cabbage deep fried and then they put this sort of yummy stuff on it and it's absolutely delicious but all it is, is is fried cabbage
1: I n- never you should try
0: it it's absolutely stunning it's not seaweed
1: mm, you're gonna have to convince me oh a no please honestly oh, it's gorgeous cabbage does not sound have any have you tried more- my
0: bacon and marmalade sandwiches yet
1: Until <laughs> I banish them from my memory <laughs> Now I'm going to have nightmares. We were talking about food waste before, Jill. We were talking about how, you know, the average family can waste up to 700 pounds of food a year. And this article from Love Food is now talking about your chopped waste vegetables, that this is a great idea for using some foods that probably don't get used as often as they should. So when you're chopping up your vegetables, chances are that you throw a small amount into the bin, the tops of the carrots and the bottoms as well as celery leaves. And the stalks of the herbs. They all go to waste, but did you know that you can actually use those and they can come in handy later on? Next time that you're chopping them, collect and freeze those discarded bits. And when you make stock for your soup, take that bag out of the freezer, add it into the mix when you're heating it, strain the stock, along with the rest of your soup ingredients, and there you go. You've got a great stock to be making your, your, your soup with. So that's another great way of Stuart, using up life's food. Life's too short. Oh, Jill. <laughs> no, no, no. Life's too short <clears throat> to make stock for soup. Oh, really?
0: Oh, yeah. How
1: do you make your soup?
0: I make it with stock cubes oh, or stock pots.
1: Oh, okay, right. I already
0: made stock. See,
1: I'm not a kitchen-type person. I, d- I wouldn't have even thought of that. Well,
0: do you know something? It's different if I was actually... You know, I I wouldn't go out and buy a chicken necessarily just to make stock, or but if I if I was making a chicken, then Mm -hmm. of course I would make a stock afterwards. And maybe freeze it. But, you know, what? life's too short. Yeah. These stockpots yeah. are too good now.
1: I think life's too short to be making soup full stock. You can buy anything you want these days. Oh, no, <laughs> no. i it Homemade soup brilliant. The flavour is brilliant. But we've, <laughs> we've got one final one here, Jill, of of foods that we don't eat, but we should be bringing them back according to lovefood.com. It's not quite awful, but it has that similar, psych- similar psychological effect to me. Is pig... T- trotters. This may be a step too far for some people but pigs trotters along with cuts like animal cheek And tongue. These have received more attention in recent years as people look to cut their food bills. And who can blame them when that meat can be very good? There's not an awful lot on them to be fair, but you can either use them to flavour your stews and your soups and then remove them at the end or simply just enjoy them on their own. You can grill the trotters, braise the tongue, shallow fry the cheeks with a variety of different seasonings in order to make a hearty meal. A suggestion they have is beef tongue, slow-cooked and boiled water with onions and bay leaves then cooled cut into slices and presented in a sandwich yeah quite often hear of ox tongue and that sort of thing
0: my mum used to do that i mean we grew up mm. you know in the countryside yeah. and you know you did that you you boiled the tongue oh. and you pressed it wow um and then you cut it into slices for for me yeah. yeah
1: just yeah. hearing that it makes me wanna just go, Urgh. I know, but I if, know. If you just served it up to me and said, There you go, there's a tasty dish and just told me to eat it, I'd probably enjoy it. You know, I think oh, a lot of
0: slices of tongue yeah. from the, the supermarket. Honestly try it. A yeah. couple of slices of tongue from the, I, the I, deli.
1: I have seen it there. I will try it. Will. It's
0: gorgeous. Really really nice. And Pig cheek's lovely too. Ooh. Um cheek is nice done very, very slow. Okay. Um but Trotters
1: mm, a step too far I think. Mm, <laughs> not
0: into not into Trotters. Uh, listen thank Thank you very much for taking us through that article, Stuart. It's really interesting. And uh, we'd love to hear your thoughts on it as well. So please do let us know. uh, Is there any of the things that we've mentioned today that you love eating? um, Any that you just absolutely wouldn't touch? Or uh, maybe there's something you'd like to add to the list. It's 0845 602 0025. Those calls are charged at five p per minute plus your network's access charge. And you can also tweet us at RNIB radio.